This is the first shorter style episode where it's just me rambling on by myself for a while, but I wanted to cover something that a lot of people ask me about because I have so many awesome habits. I have, no, I, I'm joking. I have so many terrible habits, but I do take the things I do very seriously. Rather than try and explain what's going on in my head, because that would probably get me arrested, I am going to share with you some of the tips and tricks that I have found from researchers and authors on the topic of creating and keeping great habits. So let's just jump in. Welcome to Startups with Niall Marr. This is a show that covers a wide variety of business and startup topics, but ultimately the goal is to give you tips, strategies and advice to grow your business and hopefully entertain you along the way. You won't just be learning from me, I'll also be chatting with founders and other interesting people from the startup world and sharing their conversations with you too. Thanks for listening and let's grow together. You can't go anywhere on the internet without being told the best way to do pretty much anything. And a lot of the advice out there can be useful, but usually we don't do anything other than bookmark an article and say, oh cool, I'll do that, but then the next article pops up and you forget all about that enlightening article. But wouldn't it be great if we actually took some of that useful knowledge and had applied it to our lives? I read mostly non-fiction, although I do pick up the odd Star Wars graphic novel, and over the past few years I have been reading more books than ever. But what I realised I was doing was just consuming. Like when you throw the TV on in the background and after 30 minutes you realise you don't really have a clue what's happened and you just click, yes, I've been watching on Netflix. But a lot of people's books are their lives' work and knowledge compressed into 200 or 300 pages of paper. It's usually dense with knowledge and things that we can learn from and start putting into our lives. So it got me thinking. Well, actually, it got me Googling. I started searching on the internet to try and figure out how we form habits or what is stopping me from taking some of these nuggets of gold and applying it to my life. On this little journey, I found a cool little paper on habits. Maybe cool isn't the right word, but it's interesting at least. And according to the authors of the paper from Duke University, which I will add a link to in the show notes, the research shows that we run on our daily habits about 45% of the time. So that's nearly half the time that we are just working in habit mode. And what does that mean in habit mode? Well, think of making your coffee in the morning, brushing your teeth, sitting down, just doing the stuff we do every single day. Yeah, we all think of this free will and stuff, but it turns out most of the time we spend just in habit mode and pushing through with things we do every day anyway. Since we spend half our time doing these daily habits, wouldn't it be great if we could get some really great habits pushed into that part of our brain as well? But how do we outsmart ourselves and create great habits? There is a very unhelpful urban rumor out there, which I've quoted to people in the past and didn't realize it was fake until I went down this rabbit hole, but it is that it takes 21 days to create a habit. And unfortunately, it's just not true. Habits are habits because they span further than a small window of time. So what do the experts think? How do they create good habits? Well, BJ Fogg, who is an academic and runs a company called Tiny Habits, 
he reckons you need to make sure your new habit can be completed in 60 seconds or less. And you might think that's silly, but it's about getting started. I'm sure you've heard the saying that putting on your trainers is the hardest part of going to the gym because then you're committed. The 60 second rule is basically the equivalent. I sit in the morning after I make my coffee and I aim to read one paragraph of a book every day because it's something I could do in 60 seconds. And guess what? I then keep on reading. But if I'm having a bad day, I read a paragraph which takes about 30 seconds and then continue with my day without feeling bad about messing up. So for you, if you want to create a new habit of something like meditation, for instance, you might say, I will sit to meditate for 60 seconds a day. The rest will get easier from there. Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habits recommends that rather than just thinking about the new habit, try to think of the trigger that sets off the old behavior. When you're conscious of the trigger that causes the old bad behavior that we don't want, we can become mindful of if we are slipping away from the habits we want to have in our new selves and not back into the old version of ourselves. Back to the instance of me reading a paragraph in the morning, my old routine was to grab a coffee and go to my desk and start working through some of my study or work. But instead, I take a moment, I grab my coffee, I sit at a table and I start reading the book. I realized that if I didn't break that chain of going directly from the coffee machine into my desk, I might never actually take up that habit. James Clear, the author of the book Atomic Habits, talks about how we often fail when we have too many good intentions. We've all done it. January 1st swings around and we are going to get fit, meditate, talk to our family more and so on. But then we don't actually fit it into our lives because we don't know where they fit. And then they all rather quickly become next year's plan. This is to do with actually picking the time and place to do these things like we kind of touched on earlier, but James linked a study that said when people filled out a sentence, and I'm air quoting here, during the next week, I will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on day at the time of day at the place, were two to three times more likely to actually exercise compared to those who did not make a plan for their new behavior and just winged it like most of us do. So this is all about intention and has been used in a range of areas from beginning to recycle, stick with studying and even stop smoking. But more importantly, in a follow-up study, implementation intentions only work when you focus on one thing at a time. In fact, researchers found that people who tried to accomplish multiple goals at once were less committed and less likely to succeed than those who focused on a single goal. Which makes sense, because when you do one thing, it's easy, or at least a lot more easy to think about doing when it's only a single hurdle. Because when you begin practicing a new habit, it requires a lot of conscious effort for you to remember to even do it. And after a while, however, the pattern becomes easier. Eventually, your new habit becomes a normal routine and the process is more or less mindless and automatic. Researchers have a fancy term for this process called automaticity. I hope I said that right. Just remember, there is a tipping point at which the new habits become more or less automatic. The time it takes to build a habit depends on many factors, including 
how difficult a habit is for one, what your environment is like, your genetics and loads of other stuff. James even cited a study that actually said on average, the habit takes about 66 days to become automatic, but then quickly tells us not to read into that number because of the range in the study it was very wide. And the only reasonable conclusion you could make is that it will take months for a new habit to become sticky. Now, that shouldn't put you off doing it, but it means go easy on yourself. Take your time, be patient. These habits will take time, but they will be worth it. Remember, you're trying to build the new you and take up some great new habits in this 45% of the time that we're in automatic mode. So why are some of us more motivated to succeed than others? Let's jump back to our childhoods for a minute and see if it can give us a clue. No, don't worry, I'm not going to diagnose all your childhood issues. I just have a really cool story here. And this is a nice little story I found on a YouTube channel called Improvement Pill. So please check that out as well. Claudia Mueller and Carol Dweck, researchers at Columbia University, conducted six studies of 412 fifth graders. In these studies, the children were given an exam with several different problems to solve. And all of the children were told at the end of the exam that they did really well on a test, no matter how well they actually did. Some of them were given statements like, you must be really smart to solve these problems. While others were told, you must have worked really hard to solve these problems. After this, the children were allowed to choose a task and those told that they were intelligent tended to choose assignments that they knew they could do well on, while the second group chose harder tasks that they thought they might learn something from. So the children who were told they were smart actually showed lower levels of motivation and when asked if they enjoyed it said no it wasn't fun but the kids who apparently worked harder now remember they didn't actually work harder originally spent more time solving problems and attempted more difficult puzzles they also said they had fun while doing it this comes down to a concept which is called your locus of control your locus of control is the degree of to which you believe you have control over your life the kids who were told they were smart believed they had an external locus of control and they believed that things outside of their control is what made them do well. We know we don't have any control over us being born smart, so they just assumed you're either smart or you're not. The kids who were told they worked hard believed in an internal locus of control. It was their hard work and effort that controlled their outcomes because we can control the amount of work we can do. So where am I going with all this? Study after study shows that having an internal locus of control is the key to staying motivated. Knowing and remembering that your actions can and will impact your life are the things that will keep you going when things get hard or you've had a bad day or even missed a couple of days. So when we blame the weather, the weekend or things outside of your control for your habit failing, remember that you are using your external locus of control. And when we look through this lens, it's very easy to say, why bother trying? So to change into having an internal locus of control, congratulate yourself on the small wins in your life. When you take up a new habit, remember it was you and only you that did it every day or however many times a week you said you would do it. And congratulate yourself. BJ Fogg of Tiny Habits even recommends having a personal success ritual to further this. So maybe every time you do your habit, you can just fist bump the air in celebration. I know it sounds silly, but it could really push you into having that internal locus of control 
if you are struggling. So to summarize, we run on our daily habits 45% of the time. So it's probably worth getting some really good habits pushed into that part of our brain. Try and keep your habits to something you can achieve in 60 seconds or less. Remember what triggers your old behavior so you have something to trigger your new behavior. Try only take up one habit at a time for maximum chance of success. And to stay motivated, remember that you are in control of your outcomes. If you want more content, don't forget that I have a newsletter that you can sign up to that is delivered every Sunday morning on my website at nile.af. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. My DMs are always open. So if you have any suggestions or comments or anything at all, just uh, grab me on one of those places. If you enjoyed this episode, I have a little favor to ask. If you could leave the podcast a kind review, it would really help the show out. It appeases the algorithm gods and helps me reach new people. So I really appreciate it. And until next time, my beautiful friends, Keep learning and keep growing.